listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. I'm your host, Troy, and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you stay updated with all of our latest episodes. This is the post-game show for the New York Knicks versus the Phoenix Suns game. The Knicks, unfortunately, lost this game 95-116. to A lot of factors to talk about, a couple of things, but let me just say the reasons we lost this game, three people, four, really, actually. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Tom Thibodeau. Now, you could place blame on the players only, the coaching staff, Leon Rose, the front office. Pretty much, you could even make the argument there's blame to go around, and I would agree with you if you even said that. Here's where, here's where my trepidation comes in. Here's where I'm a little nervous. I've said since preseason, guys, that for me, one of the biggest issues, one of the reasons I'm so nervous with this Knicks team is because of the way they defend shooters and the three, especially the three. Since preseason, you can go back and look at my previous videos. Since preseason, guys, I've said it. I've mentioned it to you. I'm worried about this team and how they look when they defend the three. And today, the Phoenix Suns killed us from three. Killed us from three. It was the biggest reason why they took that third quarter lead and never looked back. Ever. Oh, and another thing I've been saying since the beginning, oh yeah, by the way, have been quarter collapses. I define those as when a team outscores you by a lot in a certain quarter. And for me, that's when a team also scores 30 plus in a quarter. And if the Knicks are under 20, I call that a quarter collapse. The third quarter, the Knicks scored over 20, but they allowed the Phoenix Suns to score 35 points. They allowed Phoenix to score 35 points. A lot of that on open corner threes. This is what we did as a team. So yeah, you can put it on this player, that player, this player. At the end of the day, again, Tom Thibodeau, when you have quarter collapses, who are you supposed to point the finger at? Not Tom Thibodeau? I have been having conversations and I don't know if you want to call them arguments because I don't know how it can be an argument. You don't have a point. You keep telling me Tom Thibodeau is not on the floor. So how can I blame him? He just sounds stupid. That's a stupid argument. He's not on the floor, so I can't blame him. Who runs the defense? Who calls those schemes? Who calls the plays? Who puts the players in? Who holds them accountable? Who controls minutes? Who does any of those things? I'll wait. Oh, yeah, it's Tom Thibodeau. That's why I give him a lot of that anger and a lot of that venom. Because he rightfully deserves it. He's your coach. 
If something's not working, you have to make a decision and a call. Maybe you're right. Maybe you don't have the talent sometimes. But here's the reason that me as a Nick fan, why everybody as a Nick fan is so upset. Because it's not like we expected the team to go to the playoffs. I didn't. And if you did, you're you're crazy. This team does not have the talent, especially in the East, to compete at that level right now. I think we all agreed they were going to be playing in team. At least that's what I thought they were going to be. Their record as they sit right now is eight and nine. Okay. They're right around basically play in contention at this point in the standings, if you want to go there, which is essentially where we thought they were going to be. This is their best record that they've had in the last few years, actually, to start off a season. I know it's sad because it's still under 500. It's not the greatest, but it's still one of their better records they've had to start off a season. We still have a ways to go. Okay, we're not even 20 games in yet. I get it. There's a lot of basketball to be played. But within 17 games, you can at least see certain things, certain adjustments, certain things that work, what doesn't work. All of these potential factors. The defense has not worked, especially guarding the three, since before the season began. That's an issue. Quarter collapses have been a theme since the start of the season. That's an issue. Tom Thibodeau's late adjustments, lack of adjustments, or not knowing what adjustments to make is an issue. Yeah, we don't have the talent maybe to compete in the East, but it's about why. How are we competing? How are we looking on the floor? Because at the end of the day, that's what Nick fans care about. It's the effort. And that is what is lacking some of the time. This game, if you watched it, by mid-third, it was over because the Suns kept hitting three after three, after three, because we kept leaving them open or giving them space or backing off or helping and leaving a wing open. And they kept making the three. And we kept allowing it to happen, got blown out. That started in the third, and we never came back in the second. It, I mean, in the fourth. It was a joke. We scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 26. Not a huge difference. I get that. But... It, there was no effort even seven minutes into the fourth. It's like the entire squad gave up because they saw the lead and they knew that they'd never come back from it. Or if they did come back from it, you know, it would still be close. I don't know what it is, but that team looked effortless in terms of not effortless as in they were doing things right, but like they were not doing anything on the effort end. They were not displaying effort. They were not showcasing a Knicks passion of effort on offense or on defense. And a lot of players look bad today. We're going to get to that. Trust me, we will. But it has to be said, the Knicks are not playing as they should be because the passion and effort is not there for 48 minutes, no matter who's on the floor. That's the problem. And that needs to be the case because the Knicks do not have the talent to, to take a day off or to not have everybody locked in and focused. We're not that good. We were a play-in team predicted when we were coming into this season. And that's for sure the case. I didn't waver from that. I thought that. So we're playing just at expectations at this point. The problem is the way we've been losing is the problem. When we're not defending the three, that's the problem. Because you have a defensive coach. At least that's what I've been told. He's a defensive-minded coach. And the mistakes you're making are effort mistakes that you can correct. 
like not getting up on a shooter, not closing out on a shooter, not running up to a shooter, even if it might not make a difference. Those are effort plays. You have to make them as a player. Now, I don't know if Tom Thibodeau has a trance hold on them where they can't make those decisions on the court. I don't know what goes on on that regard in the locker room. But if you can at least make your own decision as a player, you need to not see a three-point shooter open and think, yeah, I'm just going to wait behind the screen and watch them shoot like we've seen happen. And we've seen many people do it. It's a problem. I do not like what I've been seeing from the New York Knicks all season. I think a lot of Knicks fans agree with me, and that's why we've been upset. It's not the losing. It's the way we're losing. That's the problem. And I told you about the quarter collapses. You already, you know, we talked about that. Let's go ahead and break down team stats like we usually do. So the Knicks shot 40% of the team from the field, 34 for 85. Uh, Phoenix was 43% for uh, 43 out of 101. So again, we let them shoot 101 shots. That's that's also crazy. Um, for three-point range, oh my goodness. The Knicks shot uh, uh, horrible, 28% from three. They made seven out of 25. And Phoenix, 44%, made 17 out of 39 threes. And that was the difference right there. If you want to know why we blow, got blown out, if you want to know why the score is 116 to 95, it's because we let Phoenix do whatever they want, primarily from three, primarily in the third quarter, primarily when Devin Booker scored 11 straight in the third quarter. Yeah, another thing that happened. Great thing to watch as a Knicks fan. Made me feel so good to see that. You know what else made me feel good to see? Because I always love to look at certain stats because I believe the stats that matter make you win. As a team, you need to pass the ball. We've seen countless teams already, great teams already, and we we've, we've know what they do, right? Countless amazing good teams pass the ball. The Golden State Warriors, for all of their championships, had great ball movement. They play at a huge, fast pace, true, but they pass that ball. So assists matter. The Knicks had 20 assists total in the game compared to 35, 15 difference on the Suns. The Knicks played three centers. Robinson came off the bench. Hartenstein started. Sims had some burn because I think Mitch is on a, you know, some type of minutes restriction. And also when the game was getting away from them to Thibodeau's credit in maybe the sixth minute of the fourth. He started playing a lot more of the um, the bench players, so that way he can give his uh, starters a rest for the OKC game that we're going to play tomorrow. But on the glass, we lost by 20 rebounds, 39 to 59 in favor of Phoenix. And we had three centers. Now, Mitchell Robinson is just getting back, getting back into his groove, got that. Hartenstein is and not and we've seen it he's not the best shot blocker can he block shots yes has he blocked shots yes he's not the same intimidator in there as Mitchell Robinson is Jericho Sims has looked amazing I'll give it to him rookie looks good jump crazy I think he's the new definition of jump you out of the gym right I think I can't believe this kid when he jumps still young still learning still gets into foul trouble He's going to be good, but, um, you know, healthy Robinson, healthy Sims. I'm taking a healthy Robinson any day. No knock to Sims. I like Sims. It's just that I know I know what my eyes tell me, and I watch basketball. So um, I know what a healthy Mitchell Robinson can do and what it means. And 
what do you think we gave him all that money for? I think the Knicks front office sees it too. So again, uh, when you lose from the boards, you don't pass the ball, you shoot terrible from three, and you also don't guard the three. That's why you lost. Ta-da. Keys to the game. You just heard them. Reasons why we lost. You just heard them. Why and how we can win. Defend the three better. What I've been saying for forever. Rebound and clean up the glass. Second chance opportunities matter. You got to effort. Put your passion out there and play hard and focus basketball. Try to get some of those rebounds, especially against the great teams like Phoenix, who is a great team. So let's not get that twisted. Even without Chris Paul, they beat us. That's because they play team basketball. They are a good team. So, you know, and they have an all-star in Devin Booker. So, you know, how, how can you um how can you do anything about that? It's again, the Knicks coming into this game were already a 500 team going up against one of the best teams in the West in the Phoenix Suns, even without Chris Paul. I still think they're one of the best. I think Cam Cameron Payne. Um, back up for Chris Paul, who's been playing out of his mind. Um, you know, he's been having a great game shooting uh, the three very well. Obviously, I have Devin Booker, very good. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who's healthy um, for the Phoenix Suns, very, very good. So, you know, and obviously Mikel Bridges, who's, yeah, he's good. And we left Mikel Bridges open from three a lot. Why? I don't know. I think we just like playing that way. It's just it's weird. And another weird thing about it, uh, the entire Knicks team, besides maybe two players who played three minutes, I'm not even going to mention their names. I'm just going to basically say the entire stat like this. For the majority, the entire Knicks team as a team had a negative total plus minus, meaning that every single player who played significant minutes, either five minutes or more, had a negative plus minus score. That also is a reason why you lose. Why do I like plus minus? It means how you impact the game as a player on the floor with, with the team that you're playing with. How do you affect winning? What do you do, right? It doesn't always mean you score. It can mean your defense. It can mean you know how you pass, where you are, how effective the team is during the minutes you're on the floor. There's a lot of factors to that. That means every single combination and player that we had on that floor didn't work for the most part. They all was were negative. Some were better than others, obviously, because you know plus minus is not the only stat you look at. But for me, it's one of the more important stats for that reason. I don't think I've ever explained that to the fans who listen. So I wanted to just give some insight as to why I like plus uh, plus minus. It's because really it's the best stat. It's something that the stat sheet tells you. But it's also something that you need to watch the game to understand. If you just look at the plus minus, but look at somebody who had a great offensive game, you might say, why is the plus minus so bad if he scored like 35 points? Yeah, that's why plus minus is so important because it tells you things that you can't just read off of offense. You know, you have to look a little closer. And I think that's why plus minus for me exists. That's why I like it. And that's why it's one of my favorite stats. Let's go into some of the, the player stats. So Jalen Brunson, our point guard, 29 minutes, 27 points, three rebounds, three assists. Took 21 shots, made 11 of them. Negative uh, 22 for the game. We need Jalen Brunson to get the offense together more often. What do I mean by that? I mean that 
we know Brunson, RJ, and Randall are always going to get theirs. We know that. They're going to be the primary scorers for the team. I think the entire team knows that. I said it before in one of my Twitter spaces. If you're not following me at the Knicks Recap on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you definitely should uh, do that. So that way you can be alerted to all the new episodes, all the new post games, see the new images, graphics, videos. But more importantly, when um, I do Twitter spaces, you'll be able to join those, listen to me live, uh, go on air live, and speak with me live directly and give me your thoughts on the Knicks, uh, what you think uh, about where they're going, their direction. We can have a conversation. And oftentimes, those Twitter spaces get published on the podcast. So you can also be on the podcast, too. So definitely check that out. Um, you know, it's a great conversation. I love speaking uh, with fans. And we definitely get, uh, you know, really fired up, you know, if you haven't listened to some of those spaces or some of those shows already on the um, on the show list, go ahead and go to the episode list and go ahead and listen to some of them. Uh, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll love some of the takes. And I love all my fans. Uh, you know, they're great with um, the passion that they have. Going back to the game, RJ Barrett, 27 minutes, 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, three for 11, one for three from the three point range, negative uh, 24 plus minus. Now, <laughs> man, I know you fans hate when I do this, right? Because I'm going after our boy. I want to make sure we remember he's he's one of my favorite players on the Knicks. I hate seeing him struggle. Why is it so bad that I call him out on what he's doing? I just don't understand as a Knicks fan, why do you guys hate so much when I call a player out, if he's not playing okay, he's not playing right. I'll do it for Randall. I'll do it for Cam. I'll do it for Grimes. I'll do it for Hartenstein. Have done it on Julius Randall at many occasions. Have done it on quickly already. Because I call it like I see it. And RJ Barrett has been trending in a bad way since the beginning of the season. All I've heard is slow starts. But when he gets it together, man, watch out. He's going to be locked in and focused and great. How many games are you giving him? We're 17 games into the season. Now, you want to say he's sick for the last four games? Okay, you got it. Fine. I, I get that. I, I, I hear you on that. But what, what about the other games? And after he's sick, and if he still does the same thing, are you, are you still going to give him a pass? Oh, wait till 30 games come in. Wait till 40 games. Wait till All-Star break. When is it going to be enough to say, oh, damn, RJ is not doing well? Folks, I'm not saying to trade RJ. I, I love RJ Barrett. He's one of my favorite players on the Knicks. I just said that. I don't want to trade him. And I don't think his contract was an overpay either at $107 million. But he's not making that contract look any better right now with his play. His play has been atrocious. Call it like you see it. He's missing point-blank layups. His threes have been open. He's missing them. Threes are contested. He's missing them. He's trying to finish at the rim. Missing. Getting swatted. You know, his, his free throws, all right, they look okay. Yeah, a little better, but he's missing, you know, a handful of them still. He gets to the line a lot, which is a good thing. It's a positive. It's one of the best things you could say about him. He looked better in the Phoenix game than he did in the last couple games. Another positive you could say about him. But again, these are minor things. One of the biggest reasons we lost this game, in my opinion, is R.J. Barrett. 
one of the biggest reasons we haven't beaten we didn't beat Golden State, even though we got them close to eight late, I think in the fourth quarter, was because we had nobody else to help. You know, we had Randall doing a little bit. We had Jalen Brunson doing a little bit. You know, uh, Reddish before he got hurt was doing a little bit. We needed Barrett. I would make the argument that if you had a, a healthy Reddish, a healthy Barrett, um, Randall, Brunson, Mitch on the floor, we had that squad on the floor and, you know, RJ was making, you know, if she shot 16 shots, he made half of that, 50%. You know, even even six shots out of the 16 he would take. Still pretty good in terms of what he's shooting right now. But we need his shot selection to get better. We needed to make more shots. We need him to be an impactful contributor to this Knicks team. That's how the Knicks will win more games. They do not have the talent to have slow starts in the NBA. And that's what's happening. They are losing by a lot in the first quarter or being down by four or five points, never being on top or up. And they go into the second quarter and then this other team extends that lead. We're always playing catch up. And it's only so long a team can do that before they just get exhausted. Because the other team is not like the other team is going to stop playing to let us catch up before anything happens. You still got to play defense and you got to play just as hard to, to fight to get into it. And then after you fight to get into it, you got to fight just as hard to win. And you're exhausted fighting your way back into it. That's what the Knicks have been doing all season, it seems like. The games we've been winning, even if they've been against some good teams, some of those teams have not had every single player um, that they should have had in terms of their all-stars, you know? And you got to look at that. That's a lot of the reason why we won some of the games that we won. That we won. So, listen, man. R.J. Barrett, love the kid. I don't know what's going on with him, man, but I'm very, very concerned. We have 17 games into the season, and I can definitively say that R.J. Barrett for the New York Knicks have been one of their worst players thus far. That's not a lie. I'm not stretching the truth. That's a fact. Statistically, he's been the one of the worst Nick players that's played consistent minutes this season. Among all of them. That might even include Evan Fournier. I have to check that, but that might even include Evan Fournier. That's a problem. If you're going to kill Fournier, Randall, Grimes, uh, Hartenstein, Mitch, quickly, then you got to give it to RJ too. I need to see more from RJ Barrett. I'm, uh, I'm very, very concerned. I could keep going about different players, different stats, um, everything. If I really wanted to, I could break down each and every player what they did good, what they did bad, because it wasn't only those three. Um, and I already told you about Tom Thibodeau and how I felt about him. And that obviously the fingers being pointed at Tom Thibodeau a lot as well, too. For me, just as much as the players, if not more. But I think as of right now, the Knicks are just not playing good basketball and as a fan just watching that especially on the effort side of things it's just bad to watch it's it's not great to watch i feel like sometimes like a wasted time you're wasting time watching a team like play like that and it's sad to say and i hate saying it but that's how i feel sometimes 
Now let's uh, jump over to who the New York Knicks are playing tomorrow because you have to have a back-to-back. So they are going right now to Oklahoma City. And tomorrow night at 8 p.m., they will be facing the Oklahoma City Thunder. They will be seeing, I believe, SGA. I don't think I don't know if he's hurt. I looked that up. But if he's not hurt and SGA is still playing and Getty's going to be playing, that game is going to be very, very tough. If you remember what they did to us at MSG, they came in and they dropped it on us. They played efficient basketball. SGA lit us up. Josh Giddy lit us up. I mean, that entire squad actually lit us up. It wasn't – you can make the argument that at times it didn't even look fair against the Thunder, who have a young team that's rebuilding, although SGA is breaking out in a huge way in uh, Oklahoma City. You can make the argument that him and, you know, Laurie Markin in Utah are competing right now for most improved player because they both are sensational players right now. They are going off um so um shout out to those two but it's going to be a hard game tomorrow uh and again it's i feel like the keys to the game don't change for the knicks so but i just said to have to keep saying it defend the three and close out on shooters that's the first thing clean up the glass and try to rebound more than the opponent especially offensively and i know this is a crazy thing so it might be a hard concept to understand. Pass the fucking ball. Huh? Maybe. Maybe pass the ball a few times, maybe. Don't have the ball stick. Maybe. For fucking God's sakes, don't have the ball fucking stick, please. I don't want to see some jab steps, some freaking, you know, spin moves passing while you're off your feet because the the move that you wanted or the shot that you wanted got closed out so you're thinking you know off the top of your head and that makes you jump in the air and throw a pass and either into the crowd or into traffic you handle as a nick fan and i'm sure i speak for a lot of us it's sick and tiring of watching that shit i am tired of watching that shit it's not about the losing, not so much, although it hurts to lose. It's how we lose. These games are not even competitive or fun to watch. I've seen teams before that are losing. But my God, we are losing. And it's, it's not in a great way. And it's not basketball that you want to see. That's the problem. And I think it's going to be a challenge to beat OKC tomorrow. I think the Knicks are going to have a hard game tomorrow night against OKC. And if they don't come focused and locked in to play that game, we are going to lose that game. We could even get blown out in that game. You have to close out on shooters. Play man-on-man defense. We saw it against Utah, so we know this team can do it. We saw it against Denver, so we know this team can do it. They just need to do it they need to take that effort take that initiative take that challenge say you know what it's my time i gotta do it so frustrating sometimes being a knicks fan watching this team knowing what they can do and then see what they show you they do and just 
can you even do? Just shake your head and just look down. I mean, like, what else can you do? The team has to figure it out, and they need to figure it out fast. But that's going to do it for us here today on the post-game show between the New York Knicks and the Phoenix Suns, where we saw the Phoenix Suns beat the New York Knicks 116 to 95. And a lot of that had to do with the barrage of three shot by Phoenix in the third quarter, where they scored 35 points on us and ran away with the game at that point in time. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm not happy. And of course, I'm not bitter about that or anything. Not like I mentioned it five times already. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday.